Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Summit for Wellness podcast. Now, as many of you listeners know, I am a huge fan of using herbal products to help balance out our bodies to the best of our capabilities. And many of you that come to my wellness center know that I actually create some of my own herbal blends to help with the balancing of the body and to help with a lot of chronic illnesses that we see in our society today. A lot of you also know that I am a photographer for some smaller outdoors companies, so I spend a lot of my time outside, out in the mountains, in the outdoors, doing all these big extravagant type of trips, and so sometimes I like to use different herbal blends to help with my performance when I am out on these type of trips. So when I came across a company that provided an herbal blend that was originally for outdoor or any kind of athlete, obviously this would capture my attention. And that is what this episode is all about today, is about this company that I have been using, and you've heard me mention them on the podcast before, called Hana. And they have an herbal blend that I absolutely love, and I think it's a fantastic product. So I reached out to them to bring them onto the show to talk about this herbal product and to talk about what are some of the benefits to our health and to our systems to use this product on a daily basis. So for this episode, we will be talking with the owner of HANA all about how HANA came to be, what the benefits and the importance of this herbal blend is, and just a lot of his own background and his experiences with using herbal products to help him in his own health crisis. So it was a lot of fun to sit down with Joel and talk about his product and talk about his experiences. If you want to learn more about HANA, you can go to summitforwellness.com slash HANA, which is H-A-N-A-H, to learn more about the product there. And at the very end of the show, we will actually have a nice little giveaway going on for anyone that wants some free product. So listen all the way through and you will be able to hear what it is that you need to do in order to qualify for the giveaway. So let's get right into the show. Today we have with us Joel Einhorn, who is the founder and CEO of HANA, which is a lifestyle and wellness company that preserves and adapts ancient healing practices for the modern world. Joel is an athlete as well, and he enjoys snowboarding and competing in triathlons and mountain bike races around the world, and he most recently completed the Tour of the Dragon, a 270-kilometer mountain bike race in uh, Bhutan, considered one of the most challenging one-day events in the world. Uh, Thank you, Joel, for coming on to talk about your story and how this phenomenal product, HANA, came to be. How's it going, Brian? Good to hear you. 
Good to have you with us. Um, one of the things I really like to uh, ask people that come onto my show is their story about what brought them into their profession. And a lot of the people I bring on are wellness professionals. But today is the first time I'm bringing on someone that has created a phenomenal product like what you have to offer. So I would love to hear your backstory of what brought you to the point to creating such a wonderful product. Well, um, it is a long and arduous story, but I'll give you the, the cliff notes. Um, I I left the States at the age of, of 19 and went to Vienna and studied, um, studied uh, finance. And one of the reasons why I wanted to be in Austria was so I could be close to the mountains. I was born in Chicago and um, pretty flat land there. So finished my degree and then they sent me to Prague to work for a, for an investment bank. I did the first IPO in the Czech Republic. That was about 20 years ago and we, we were very successful and I realized uh, one very important thing and that was that I never ever wanted to sit in somebody else's office and work for somebody else, especially in the world of finance. So I got out of that and yeah, I got out of that and I, I, I wanted to really spend more time in the mountains. I felt really drawn to them and I, I wanted to become not a professional athlete, but sort of an athlete on my own terms. And, um, you know, I also had some, some business ideas that I wanted to explore and, um, you know, cut to 10 years later, I had a pretty nasty um, bike accident as I was training for um, my second Ironman in Prague. I basically had a, uh, you know, went straight over the bars, had a compound dislocation of my shoulder and a, a traumatic brain injury. And I was really in a absolute horrible state. Uh, went to the doctor. I was in the hospital for a week. They I got out of the hospital off the drugs that they were giving me in the hospital to sort of sedate me and, and keep the pain down. And I realized that I couldn't close my eyes. And, um, you know, it, I was in basically looking at what was potentially the end of, of life as I know it. I know this is, you know, kind of a classic story. I think you hear around uh, the world of health and wellness, but I basically, um, you know, made a little patch with myself that was like, you know, if I am ever able to, you know, function as a human again, I'll do whatever I can to, you know, really savor the day and be, you know, super, super grateful for everything that, that uh, you know, that I had. And I would do whatever I could to, um, you know, you know, really push the, the, the world of health and, you know, uh, around me. And, you know, that led me to, I, I was basically trying everything that I, I could imagine to, to heal myself. Cause I, like Western medicine, you know, for a traumatic, uh, incident, I think is absolutely, um, you know, a lifesaver, but it definitely has its, um, it has its boundaries and it has its limits. And, uh, so, you know, I was, I didn't really know too much about, um, Eastern medicine, but, you know, I was doing yoga and I'd always been into health and wellness my whole life. And, Somebody had told me about this meditation and I did it. And, and seriously, about two hours after the meditation, I left my house and I went to go get some food and I ran into an Ayurvedic doctor and really the rest is, 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 um, history. I mean, he, um, we, we connected instantly, um, he brought me to his office. He gave me a whole uh, list of, of herbs and concoctions and meditations and, and uh, mindful things to do. And, um, I was 10 weeks later, I, w I was, I was back in the swimming pool. I was back on the bike 
And, um, you know, I, I was, I not only became really, really close friends with this guy, his name was Dr. George Essay, who has since passed away, but I also became heavily interested in Ayurveda. And I couldn't, it didn't make sense to me with, with my Western mindset that I had to sort of deprogram. And even as an open-minded person, just the way that they uh, addressed Things and the way that they looked at health was basic was just a, from a whole nother angle, and um, and then I started to learn more about you know these ancient traditions that have been around for you know five thousand years or, or even longer, um, and it just became very much uh, like an adventure for me. And I was going back and forth to India. It was very uh, yeah, it's very like Indiana Jones esque, you know, going to these really like backwoods places and, and finding, you know, these, these Ayurvedic healers that work with herbs and, and, um, you know, compounds that they're finding in the middle of certain jungles and things like that. So it was like, you know, people get really interested in wine because, you know, the, the grapes and the terroir and things like that. And I just became really interested in herbs as I realized that, you know, not all herbs are created equal. So that's really um, you know, how I got into Ayurveda. And, um, you know, as an athlete, I started to realize as well that as I was, I continued to take these herbal uh, supplements. Um, and I realized that my times were increasing, my stamina, focus and clarity were up. I, I speak, I was living in the Czech Republic. Um, I was working in German and Czech and, and also in English. And Sometimes, you know, for example, with a, you know, talking to you like this, where I have to, uh, you know, enunciate and like recall a lot of, uh, pretty heavy words and things like that. When you speak a couple of languages, it's very, you know, sometimes you lose those intricacies. And I found that, that a lot of these words were coming back, which was, which was great. And, um, also, you know, very importantly, when I was out, you know, training and, and spending long days, whether it's like in the backcountry snowboarding or, swimming or biking, I had a lot of um, energy endurance and I was recovering, uh, you know, very quickly. So that just really led me into like, all right, if I, you know, I, I want to really have one product, I would love to have one product that I could carry with me rather than carrying around, you know, 10 different bags of, of uh, ominous looking powders. Um, so I, I, I started working with this doctor, uh, Dr. Vanugopal, who I was introduced to through Dr. George, who lived in Prague. Dr. Vinugopal was in Kerala, India, and I basically sat down with him and said, you know, hey, look, this is what I do. This is what I'm, you know, worried about um, in my studies of Ayurveda. You know, I was worried about some of the some of the stressors in our modern life that we're not really dealing with, like uh, radiation, for example, and carbon dioxide, and then stress. I think stress is, um, no, I don't think, I, I know for, for a fact that, you know, stress is, is the thing that um, harms most people and, and, you know, especially in our modern, our modern day where there's just so much interconnectivity and so much stress. I, I wanted to work with practices and, and herbs that would reduce this. So we kind of boiled that down into, you know, into this product that we created HANA One and I worked on it for, for three years. And, you know, I, I find it to be, um, you know, not only a, a good product for, from, from a physical point of view, but it's also a good, um, like a Trojan horse into having this type of conversation. So that's pretty much how it came to be.
Yeah, and I've used the product a lot of times, especially when I'm on my own backcountry trips, and it definitely is a phenomenal product. And I don't say that lightly because I'm in the wellness field. I work with a lot of different herbs and a lot of different supplements, and I I don't put uh, too much weight into uh, just one product until I found Hana One, and it's the way that my body feels after using it is fantastic. And just in my own adventures, I notice a lot more energy and I just feel stronger by using it too. So really good job on building this blend. But let's uh, step back just a little bit. Can you talk about what is Ayurveda for those that might not know what it is? Well, Ayurveda is, um, I'll give you the simple version of that. It's, it's a way of looking at health and our interaction with the world around us. In, in Sanskrit, the word Ayurveda translates to the science of life. And the focus of this ancient system is to protect health and prolong life by working with nature to keep our bodies, our minds, and our spirits in balance. I think that's the simple, simplest way to put it. I like that uh, definition of it, too. It keeps it simple, but gives a lot of information behind it, too. So when you talk about you were on different herbal supplements, is it similar to the herbal supplements where uh, what we find here in our Western uh, world where everything is uh, more constituents of specific herbs? Or are they actually giving you bagfuls of herbs and you're boiling them into teas or extracts or whatever it may be? Yeah, so this is where this is where the the knowledge that was gained uh, really spurred my interest uh, because let's just say, for example, we'll use something very very easy to to comprehend for most people, which would be turmeric, right? Now you've got a lot of tests out there that show that turmeric, uh, you know, helps reduce inflammation and and can reduce tumor growth and, and can assist with cancer and things like that. But these studies are done with pure curcuminoid extract, which is the active compound in turmeric. And they're done where they're injecting, let's say, 10,000 milligrams or some absurd huge amount directly in vitro into mice, for example. So then what happens is that the industry can just take turmeric and uh, put it out with a label that says, you know, reduces, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then people take it thinking it's going to be useful for them. And what they're not, what they don't know, what most people do not realize is that it, it, it's just like wine. I mean, it de really depends on where these herbs are grown and how they're harvested, when they're harvested, how the, how the compounds are extracted. And how you're, you're taking the product and how you're absorbing it into your body. And I use turmeric as an example, uh, because like I said, a lot of people know about it. And, uh, also they've just, uh, a, a, a great study came out where they realized that when you mix uh, turmeric with black pepper and piperin, that it increases the bio, bioavailability of the curcuminoids by 2000%. So, these are the types of things that I, I was seeing. And when I was, when I was working with the doctors and they gave me five or six different compounds, he would tell me, all right, you take this and you put it into warm water, 
you stir it and you heat it up to you know, 165 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you let it sit for 15 minutes. And then you would mix that with you know, a spoonful of ghee and a spoonful of ashwagandha and some regular milk, uh, things like that. And the list goes on and on and on. And what I was realizing was that the extraction method that, that, we, that you know, one should use is pretty technical to, to actually release the active compounds inside of these herbs. So that, you know, that is, you know, one of the things that really got me heavily interested in, uh, you know, in Ayurveda and in creating products because, uh, you know, I wanted, you know, I, I definitely wanted, you know, to live the most, uh, you know, productive life I could. And, and, you know, I saw that these, you know, products were out there, but there was a lot of misinformation around them. So, um, you know, it really just, just um, motivated me to get really, you know, to dig deep into into these into these herbs and and create a product that I could bring and you know basically just give to my friends and family around me. So you said it took you about three years to come up with this product, right? Yes, but the, yeah, I didn't. You know, just to be clear, um, so so these uh, Hana one there there are many different types of mixtures that are similar to um, Hana one, and it's called a Rasayana, and. It's a medicine in India, and and the reason why they why they create products like this with and they'll be completely different mixtures of herbs, but they're usually um, well, actually all the time they're in a they're in a base of honey, ghee, sesame oil, and raw sugarcane. And why they do that is so all of these herbs are bioavailable, and usually it's you know around 30 herbs, and they're extracted in different ways over the course of sometimes you know, a week or two weeks, and then they're mixed with the honey, ghee, and sesame oil. Um, so, you know, knowing that these different types of compounds existed and, and getting really, really, you know, deep into some ancient texts with Dr. Vanugopal, you know, our idea was to come up with something that, that people in the West, and I mean, people all over the world could take every day, um, you know, because a lot of these compounds are extremely strong and they're extremely pointed toward, uh, you know, to diagnose, you know, specific ailments. So we want, we really wanted to create something that would be good for everybody all the time and, and hence um, HANA one. But yes, we did work on it for about three years and, you know, we worked on the different types of mixtures and then I was, you know, beta testing it, um, you know, with friends and family and athletes for about three years before we actually came up with um, the, the mixture that, you know, the, the, the herbs, that we're using right now, but um, also, you know, it's always a work in progress. Like I said, I, I, I think the wine comparison is a good one. It's something that never quite, it, it never ends, really. Right. So if you look at the other Rasayanas that you find in India, would they be able to support the body the same way in this westernized world, uh, like Hana One does, or does Hana One have more of a specific blend to deal with the radiation and the carbon dioxide and all the stressors that we deal with over here? Yeah, well, you know, there, there's all kinds of, of different mixtures over there, and, and there are certainly, um, you know, different Rasayanas that, you know, some, some are used, like they're selling uh, products called like Chaiwana Prash, which is a, a similar type of product, um, and other Rasayanas that, they, that are on the market. Um, but you know, when I'm going to be, when I'm going to be putting something, uh, into my body on a, on a daily basis. And again, this is one of the, 
maybe it's one of my own personal uh, boogaboos, <laughs> but um, I want to know exactly where it's coming from. Um, and that's what I was seeing with, with the herbal supplement market is that, and, you know, at, uh, and also spending time in India, you know, I was kind of, I was led around by the Ayurvedic doctor and he was showing me, um, you know, he was giving me examples, like for example, ashwagandha, which is a extremely powerful adaptogen. What happens is when, when, when ashwagandha becomes a food additive and a, and a supplement that, that, you know, a, a multi-billion dollar market, companies will go into India and they will get organic certified farmland and they'll plant ashwagandha. And, you know, organic farming also, you know, it, it does use certain pesticides and it does use certain fertilizers. And it's also monoculture farmed in places where it, you know, probably wouldn't grow naturally. You know, it'd be kind of like taking Pinot Noir and, and planting it in, uh, in Arizona. I mean, you're going to get a grape, but it's going to have nothing to do with like a burgundy, for example. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there are products out there and, uh, you just, you know, I, I personally really, you know, as people want to know where they're, where their food is from and where their wine is from. And, you know, I wanted to know where my, my herbs were from. And so I, I, um, you know, got really, really deep into, you know, understanding where they grow naturally and then, you know, build supply chains for a couple of years and figured out ways to get, uh, um, uh, you know, the most potent herbs possible from the places where they do grow naturally. So yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. And that's a good point that you made that they are uh, monocrop, a lot of these really big named herbs that we see all the time, which means they're growing on the same farmland over and over and they're losing a lot of the the properties because they don't have all those other interactions with different species of plants and they're using the same soil over and over too. So eventually it does reduce the property and medicinal values of these type of herbs. Absolutely. And that's why, um, yeah, I mean, you know, herbs by definition, you know, these, these, they're very small. You can use logic with a lot of these things too, uh, which is what, what the Ayurvedic doctors sort of, you know, try to instill in us Westerners with our analytic scientific minds is, is, you know, herbs, these really small little things that grow out of the soil, um, they're very potent and they're very powerful. And they extract a lot of the minerality and the vitamins from the soil. And what happens, like you said, if you um, monocrop uh, farm these herbs, the, the soil is completely depleted after a couple of a couple of cycles. And, you know, what we were seeing in India is is that the the, the real traditional native Ayurvedic doctors were going into into the interiors of Kerala and Tamil Nadu to like to, to the really to the real native places where you can't even really go. I mean, these people they live off the land, they live up in the mountains, et cetera, et cetera. And and you know they they would go there because you know they had the best shatavari or the best gotu kola or the best you know wild honey or like the best ashwagandha. And this is one example that I saw, you know, with my own eyes is, is that, you know, the way that they would fertilize the soil and it wasn't a very big operation, but I mean, they would get 
you know, hundreds of kilos of, of ashwagandha, and they still do in these in this one area that we work with. And they use uh, like coconut husk as fertilizer. They use, you know, the the, the local, uh, you know, cow manure and and a lot of the you know local things that you know that are actually right, as you said, right around uh, where the ashwagandha is growing to fertilize it. And I, I mean, it just makes, it makes so much more sense when you see it happening like that, as opposed to a 300 acre flat piece of land with, uh, you know, watering systems and things like that. Exactly. And every single plant, it pulls up different minerals in the soil too. So if you stick with just one plant on one plot of land, it's going to strip all of those specific minerals and nutrients that's in the soil. And then there's going to be just whatever it doesn't use on a, as during its growth cycle left over. So by adding in all those other plants that would typically be found around that same plant, then you're bringing in all those other nutrients too, which essentially makes the the properties and the life cycle of that plant a lot stronger. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned ashwagandha and that it's an adaptogenic herb. Can you talk about what adaptogens are and what have you used within your own blend uh, to facilitate these adaptogenic properties? All right. Well, adaptogens are, uh, so, so Dr. Vinugopal and I had a really interesting conversation about this. And again, using this sort of logic, simple visual way of, of explaining it. And it, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so adaptogens, they, they get their name, you know, as, as it's in the title of the name that they, they adapt to um, what is happening in your body. For example, ashwagandha is used to relieve stress and calm down high-strung individuals. And it's also given to people, um, you know, to, to give them energy. So it actually will go into the body and it will see what's happening in, inside of the body. And another interesting thing that it does is it actually will it, it will create a new compound inside of the body after the body uses it for what it's for what it's needed for it will then turn into another compound and flip to another compound inside of your body um, there's a there's a bunch of adaptogenic herbs in hana one for example there's uh ashwagandha amalaki gotukola turmeric shatavari uh, licorice long pepper um, and a couple of others and um yeah i mean you know one thing that that's really interesting that you know for example ashwagandha and stress i think that's that's a pretty you know that right now especially in the current climate there's a lot of stress and uh you know there's also you know what's really interesting in, in what they're finding in a, in a lot of these studies is in you know i also i do work with a lot of scientists and in we were we were about to do an you know a controlled a b test on our ashwagandha and our product and the scientist said to me he's like look joel I, I i'll i'll be completely honest with you the placebo effect is so strong that that even if this product is is you know working so well that because of the power of thought and of belief we're not seeing a lot of difference between the placebo and products that actually work, which is, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out about this right now. 
but ashwagandha has been used in many studies and the you know the high quality ashwagandha has shown to reduce cortisol levels by up to 26% and that's in controlled ab blind placebo testing which is which is pretty huge and as you and your listeners probably know cortisol is what is released when when we have the fight or flight um, activated inside of our body so it's basically stress um, Ashwagandha has also been shown to support the regeneration and reconstruction of nerve cells and synapses. And it suggests that ashwagandha could help reverse states of brain and nervous system degeneration. So, you know, that's one that we focus on a lot. And um, we actually, so ashwagandha is in HANA 1. And because, you know, ashwagandha, you know, HANA 1 is, like I said, this mixture of 30 herbs and honey, ghee and sesame oil. And, you know, it's, it's, you can definitely go in and you can start like deconstructing each herb. But what's really important to know is, is that it's, it's really more about the sum of all of these herbs. And this is something that Dr. Vanugopal stresses to me, you know, very, very often is that, um, the, the way that it is created, the way that it's extracted, and then the way that it's mixed together in the amounts that it's mixed together creates something that is, you know, much greater than just like stripping apart all of these these different herbs. Um, but that being said, we we because I've been using so much ashwagandha, um, we we created another product which was just basically a straight ashwagandha powder that I use in just to sort of like add on top of, of the HANA one as um, it, it does have such amazing benefits. And I mean, I, I've been taking it for, for five years now. And, um, you know, I, I, I can, I notice the difference if I stop taking it, obviously, I think I've, I've taken it, I've taken so much of it that, you know, my system is sort of, you know, reconstructed, regenerated to a certain point, but you know, for example, especially the, the modern, the modern life, like the way that, you know, I'm sure that you're living and a lot of your listeners are living it's, you know, we, we, you know, we have, we have family, we have friends, we have pets, we have, um, you know, kids we have, and then, you know, there's, there's, you know, news and politics and work and this and that. And sometimes it's really overwhelming. And I find that, that the ashwagandha really helps me to sort of, um, you know, you know, make lists and do things in a methodic manner. It sort of slows things down and, and really helps me, um, you know, optimize my time. So, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough about ashwagandha. Yeah, and like you mentioned, there's so much stress in our lives now that having something to be able to support our system like ashwagandha to be able to calm us back down and calm us down even at the cellular level is very important just to get by every single day and what what we see a lot now is people get so stressed and so worn down that they are uh, stimulating themselves in other ways with stuff like coffee and caffeine and whatever else they might use and in reality they need to be looking internally into their body and figure out that there's a reason you're tired and you need to start addressing that instead of trying to mask it with other things. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, how many, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, so, you know, being, 
you know, being born in the seventies, you know, like, I mean, I never heard the term adrenal fatigue and, and now I'm hearing it from like 25 year old women. <laughs> right. That is not, that is not something that I think is, is normal. I mean, adrenal fatigue is, you know, that's for, for, you know, people that are, you know, climbing Everest every day for, for their whole life. <laughs> You know, or it's running from running from, uh, you know, wild animals every day. But it's not something for a, a, you know, a 25 year old to be to be experiencing. And, you know, and I think that this is where we're at an extremely important crossroads here. And, um, you know, and and it's, you know, it's 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 time, you know, to you know, we need to we need to meditate. We need to, you know, be. Um, you know, be doing yoga and eating healthy and, and, and supplementing with the right things. Otherwise, like it, we're really going to spiral out of control here. And crash our systems too. Yeah, absolutely. So also to go along with stress is the more stress you have, the more it suppresses your immune system. And HANA-1 helps to uh, boost your immune system. So is it just the adaptogens that's in this blend that help with that? Or do you have other herbs in there that help with the immune system as well? Well, you know, the, 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 when, and again, this is all coming, you know, I'm basically referencing Dr. Vanugopal when we have these conversations and Dr. George as well. Um, when the body is healthy, it, it, it can't get sick. And so, if you if you look at it in that way when you know when when everything is working as it should be and i mean from that's everything from digestion um you know circulation you know your the the function of your your gi tract when when all of those things are working properly and you're eating healthy and you're you're managing your stress and you're meditating and you're you're active and you're in a great surrounding surrounded by good people and you're reading good things and putting you know good ideas into yourself and it's really hard to get sick and um you know so you know for example just taking just taking a teaspoon of, of sesame oil and ghee and honey every day would be you know, something that would, would, would be very good for you. And so, you know, taking that together with, with all of these herbs, um, is, is something that, that's going to, I wouldn't say boost your immunity. When I say that with, uh, with the Ayurvedic doctors, they, they disagree. They say it's actually bringing your body into a state of optimal health, which will then by default enable your body to fight off things that would make you sick. So, so if, if that is a good enough definition for you, I think that's basically what is happening when you're, when you're putting products like this into your body. Yep. And I totally agree with that. You're building up your defenses, which is extremely important. Yes. So looking at this product, you've already mentioned ashwagandha, but what are your top five favorite herbs in the blend? Hmm. I would say, um, yeah, uh, let's see, Shatavari, um, turmeric, gotukola, and amalaki. I mean, amalaki is used very heavily in India and all over that whole area, you know, Bhutan, Tibet, Nepal. 
so yeah, I would say I would say those are the ones that are very prevalent right now that we're that we're doing a lot of work with. And what's amalaki used for? So amalaki is used uh, primarily as a healing and nourishing herb for the body and for the soul, and it's prescribed for many imbalances, including um, immunity and digestion, as well as circulation, heart, and metabolic disorders. It's a it's a small fruit, and it's loaded with vitamin C as well. Um, it's got a like a pretty shower, uh, sour and sharp taste. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I that was one of the herbs, one of the specific herbs that I was using for my recovery. Um, it's also also known as amla in India. And then goto cola, what what is that used for? Um, goto cola is used for a lot of things. You're actually seeing it pop up in a lot of nootropics right now. And you know, it's 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 also really interesting. It's it's used by um, you know by by yogis when they meditate. Um, it's also it's known as Brahmi, and Brahmi means uh, a high state of consciousness in in um, in uh, the Indian language and Sanskrit, and has been considered one of the most powerful brain tonics in Ayurvedic apothecaries. Yeah, and I'm actually looking at a product right now because you know obviously I have to know what else is out there, and I'm seeing a lot of go-to cola in in the natural sort of nootrop, nootropic world. Yeah, and I've been seeing that a lot as well since I work with a lot of different uh, products just in my practice. So I really like that herb. And then Shatavari, what is that used for? Shatavari is also uh, used for many, many different things. Um, it's it's uh Fertility, it's it's used a lot for female and male fertility. So be careful if you <laughs> if you're taking that. Um, you know, another another really great side effect of um, of having you know increased circulation and you know no excesses inside of your body. According to Ayurveda, excesses you know excesses and buildups are what cause cause disease. Um, you know, we we hear I have a lot of a lot of people come to me, you know, mid forties, fifties that, you know, one of their, you know, they're coming back to me and saying that their libido is, is way up. So I think Shatavari is, is known for that and, um, you know, used for many other things. But I think, you know, again, like I said, when you have a healthy circulatory system, you're, um, you know, you're, I think there's a, a misconception that, you know, oh yeah, I'm 35 years old. So, you know, I'm no longer, um, you know, that's sexually active and that's definitely not the case with a lot of people that are, you know, very healthy. And, um, you know, that's one, it's, it's, uh, one, one thing that, that they actually ask you when you go, when you check into the Ayurvedic centers as a man, they ask you, you know, in the morning, uh, you know, are you, let's call it, um, <laughs> do you wake up with, uh, an erection in the morning? And that's actually a sign of health. So I think Shatavari helps with that. Yeah, that's really good to know. And that's a great question to ask people because uh, that's once you start noticing that libido is dropping, then that's an indicator uh, for a lot of different things happening within the body. So that's that's good that an herb like that is in there to support those type of systems. Absolutely. Now, 
if people are using your product because there are so many herbs in there, is do they have to be worried about either overdoing any specific herb or, I guess, in a way, overdosing on an herbal property? No, that is, again, that's why we, you know, we dove really heavily into this and spent three years working on it. And, you know, again, like I said, um, that this blend, this blend was designed with a synergistic balance of, of Ayurvedic herbs, fats, and carbs that, that nourish the entire body and, and not just a single channel. Um, no, I've, I've, Actually, when I was bottling this myself, I had these these big jugs that it came in, and and I I didn't want to waste the stuff that was at the bottom of the jug, but I also didn't, you know, I was I was you know, in a I actually used a bakery to bottle the first you know hundreds of jars when I was in Prague, and I think one day I ate about two jars full of it, and. Uh, I had a very heightened, interesting sort of nootropic feeling going on. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a personal experience. It was pretty amazing. But no, um, you know, according to, you know, the Ayurvedic doctors, obviously, you know, there's, you know, I wouldn't over, go overboard and, and, you know, and drink the stuff, but, um, you know, because there's things, there's things like ghee and sesame oil and, and honey in there. So in moderation, no, you don't have to worry about, about going overboard with it in a nutshell. And having ghee in there too, because that's a fat, eventually you will be too full to continue eating more than two (laughs) jars. So that's impressive. You ate two jars. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just wanted to try it out and see what happens. You know, I need to know my product very well. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. That's definitely a great way to learn. So speaking of that, how do you use a product? So obviously this product wasn't you know, it wasn't intentionally created for, you know, out in the field, athletic. You know, what happened was actually Dr. Vanugopal made a batch. This was about three years ago and sent it to me while I was um, in on a cycling um, sort of like retreat in Italy. And he he said, look, I, I made one batch and it came out too thin. And, and the consistency was very similar to like a sport gel, Right. Like a goo packet? Like a goo packet. And, you know, one thing that I did realize when I was doing like triathlon, you know, there's really no way around the fact that, you know, you're out in the middle of, of wherever and you're running and you've only got so much pocket, you know, so many pockets, you can only carry so much. So you end up carrying these gels because it's quick and easy. And, you know, and the next day you, you realize that you feel sick and you don't feel right. And, you know, and then you start deconstructing that and you see what happens when you inject yourself. You know, you, you, you're, you're basically spiking your, your blood sugar levels and your insulin. That just can't be great for you, especially with, you know, something like, um, you know, something like these gels and, and, you know, no disrespect to them. I mean, I, I, those things saved my life many a times, but I just really was, you know, and then I, I had heard somebody tell me, oh, do you, do you know that if you just take honey, it's basically you're getting the exact same. They did like again the the you know the placebo thing on on some rowers at like I think it was Oxford, and they got the same the basically the same results. So I started taking it on the bike, started testing it in hot weather, cold weather, and uh, I started just you know taking it straight with water, and I started noticing that it was it was giving me everything that I needed, and so then you know cut to the modern. The, you know, our, our current, our present time. 
Um, the way that I'll take it, I take it with, I, I love coffee. And I drink um, one cup of, of drip coffee. Or I used to do just one espresso every every morning with, you know, with my breakfast. And um, so what I do now, like drip coffee gives me, it, it gives me jitters. It, I, I, and I, I kind of, I hear that from a lot of people. So what I do is I make a, I make a light drip coffee and I put ghee, ashwagandha, hanawan, and MCT oil in it, sort of like the, like a bulletproof, but you know, a little bit, a little bit optimized. And then I just put it in a blender and that's kind of like after my initial, you know, water, in the morning, I'll, 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 tr I'll take it like that. And then if, if I'm, you know, snowboarding or cycling or doing something heavily active, I'll take the, the go pack. So we have like a small, um, pack that we, we put the product into and I'll just have that on the go. And, you know, for example, at the, the bike race in Bhutan or when I'm in the mountains and it's, it's freezing cold and you're, you know, it's powder day and you're six hours deep into the day, you know, you take one of those and, and it, it really sort of hits that spot that, you know, that hole that's sort of, you know, being created inside of you. So yeah, that's how I'm using it. And you can use it many other ways too, right? You can use it in recipes and not just in drinks. Yeah. I mean, people take it straight. I also take it straight. Um, you know, sometimes like yesterday before we did a late yoga class and um, we had a long busy day and, you know, instead of eating before the class, we just took it straight with water People are mixing it with uh, teas. They're putting it into food. Like people are making like those date balls. And um, yeah, I think Kit Deloria just made, uh, she's a, she's a, like a North Face athlete, lives in, lives in Jackson Hole and just like a super, super human. And she's making like these like oat bars with it. And uh, people are getting pretty creative with it. It's, it's really interesting because it's such a unique taste. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, the Marmite. I don't know if you know what Marmite is, that Australian like taste type of thing where people either love it or hate it. So we're getting some, some you know, sometimes people are just like, I want to put this on toast. I want to have it all day. And, and, you know, other people are really trying to kind of like just mask the flavor a little bit. But uh, yeah, if you go on the, our website, there's tons of recipes, uh, you know, consumer generated, which is awesome. And um, yeah, you can see there. And that website is hannahlife.com for anybody interested. Joel, I appreciate you coming on to the show. You brought a ton of very valuable information about your product. And like I said before, I absolutely love it. I use it every day. And I'm someone that does not use any kind of stimulant or anything to get me going in the morning. I don't drink coffee. And this is the one thing that I really like to use on a consistent basis. So thank you so much for coming on and talking about what it is that is inside of this product and how it came to be. I think a lot of people will find that fascinating. I know I did. So where can people find you online? Well, uh, yeah, the website, uh, hanalife, H-A-N-A-H, life.com. Um, they, can, they can find our company there. And um, my Instagram, I kind of have a, you know, a little bit of a side story going on with some of the R&D that we're doing, like, for example, in Bhutan. So if you wanted to, to check out what's going on there, it's just at Joel Einhorn, which is J-O-E-L-E-I-N-H-O-R-N. Perfect. Thanks, Joel, so much. Thanks for coming on. Brian, thank you very much, man. All right. Have a great day. All right. 
There you have it for my conversation with Joel. Now, after we finished recording, Joel and I talked for quite a while, and I am really impressed with all the work that they're doing over in India and how sustainable HANA is, and that's one of the things I really like about them is just how sustainable they are. So Joel and I decided to come up with a little giveaway, and if you go to the Summit for Wellness podcast in iTunes and leave a review and then send me a message on Messenger going to summitforwellness.com slash messenger to say done, then you will automatically be entered into a drawing for a combo pack of a jar of HANA 1 and ashwagandha. So we have a couple of those to give away. So if you go to iTunes and leave us a review and then message us and say done, then you are automatically entered. Also, if you are on Instagram, we would love to see the activities you really enjoy doing. So if you post a photo or a video of what you love to do, then please tag Hana Living and also use the hashtag Hana Living to show us what it is you love to do. So get out there and get exploring.